Let's get our news briefing. Joining us here in the studio from the EFM News team, we have Christine Min. Hello to you. Good morning. Good morning. <laughs> so let's get an update on uh, the situation from the Itaewon outbreak. Uh, it is, of course, a popular district, and we know that uh, a lot of this stems from some of the uh, club goers there. What's the latest you have? So, um, according to health authorities, the number of COVID-19 cases confirmed in those who visited bars and clubs in Itaewon jumped to 94 as of Monday evening. Uh, By region, Seoul has reported 59 cases, 21 in Gyeonggi, 7 in Incheon, 5 in North Chungcheon province, and 1 each in Busan and Jeju Island. Uh, Now, the numbers here include not only club visitors, but also their family members and friends who they came in contact with. Uh, What's alarming is that health authorities are expected to see uh, more related infections to appear by tomorrow due to the incubation period of the virus, which is on average four to seven days. Um, also, uh, residents of Sodemungu district tested positive on Sunday after spending time in Itaewon in early May. This man, however, did not overlap or come into contact with the initial patient who reportedly spread the virus in Itaewon, raising concerns. raising concerns that um, there could be a separate cluster infection from the area. So that is a concern uh, that would then uh, entail that either there's a secondary community transmission or that uh, perhaps uh, the original uh, person number 66 from uh, Yongin, I believe, is, is his patient's uh, name, uh, that maybe he was not the initial person who contracted the virus. But uh, nevertheless, uh, tracing and testing these visitors That's really been the big challenge for Mm -hmm. all the authorities right now. Uh, Unfortunately, some are apparently avoiding or they've given false phone numbers. Uh, So what has the uh, health authority trying to do with the situation? We do have the KCDC chief, uh, Chang Eun-kyung. Let's hear what she had to say. 평균 잠복기를 고려하면 5월 7일부터 13일 사이 이번 주에 발병이 많을 걸로 추정하고 있습니다. 이태원 유흥시설을 방문하신 분들께서는 이번 주 어, 오늘 내일 특히 신속하게 검사를 받아주실 것을 당부를 드립니다. 누구든지 진단검사에 불편과 편견이 없도록 방역당국도 노력하겠습니다. Two important points from there, uh, really trying to uh, prepare the public for uh, what could be a shock, because what they're saying is that we are going to get more cases of infections. That's going to be a reality. So mm-hmm. don't be too alarmed. There, there are going to be these numbers that uh, we're going to try to confirm. They're trying to confirm that as fast as possible. The second key is uh, for everybody out there right now. And we've been talking about, unfortunately, the uh, discrimination and the prejudice that comes with uh, people maybe of different sexual orientation that... You can do this anonymously. You can go in, uh, get tested. There will mm. be no prejudgments of you. You just simply say, I've been to Itaewon and I w- I'm concerned about uh, my health, so I'd like to be checked. So they're hoping to try to uh, gain more voluntary uh, cooperation with this. As mm. far as that's the central government's role with the KCDC, how is the mm. Seoul city government handling the situation to prevent potential secondary or tertiary infections? Well, the Seoul city government said it's working with the police to identify and locate the club visitors using various methods, including checking credit card transactions, cell phone signals, and CCTVs in the affected areas. 
Also, the city said it will provide free anonymous testing to club visitors who may not want to reveal their identities. So far, um, more than 2,400 people out of the roughly 5,500 visitors to the Itaewon clubs have tested for COVID-19. But this still means that um, there's still around 2,000 and more who need to be tested for the virus, which is why health authorities are urging people who visited the Itaewon clubs from April 24 to May 6 to test for the virus. regardless of their symptoms. Right, and, and we were just talking, asymptomatic carriers seem to be uh, really yes. the more concerning aspect of this because you don't know you have it, mm. and everyone around you doesn't know you have it, and that's how uh, this virus can spread even more quickly. Uh, we, uh, of course, know that this is largely centered in Seoul because the outbreak occurred in Seoul, but everybody who gathered in i t o n is a very diverse group of people, and uh, they uh, really, quite frankly, live all around the country, and so there's a potential spread to all various regions here in Korea, including in Jeju Island. Uh, There was one patient that has been confirmed there. Obviously, unwelcome news. Uh, We've had a mass influx Mm -hmm. of tourists and travelers to Jeju. So uh, we're going to try to figure out the situation in Jeju right now. Uh, We're pleased to be joined on the line by a a Jeju-based journalist, Daryl Koot. Hello. Hi, good morning. Good morning to you. So uh, we spoke earlier uh, addressing some of the concerns with the mass influx of of visitors. Uh, During that uh, golden day period, uh, people there obviously very much uh, concerned and cautious in regards to uh, coronavirus and a potential uh, re-spread or a potential outbreak. What's the current situation like there compared to last week? Well, the current situation compared to last week is that, as you mentioned, we have a new infection on the island and connected to the the Seoul nightclub cluster. As well as yesterday, the Jeju government announced that the 11th case has tested positive again for coronavirus after being during like a post-discharge examination. And now because of connected to the 14th infection, which occurred at the Seoul nightclub cluster, 40, at least 40 others have been identified as having been come in contact with that person on the island. So there is still... quite a bit concern and worry about maybe there will be more infections on the island. But in light of that, it's still kind of the same way on the island compared to what it was before. Um, Businesses are still not doing great. People are Mm. still generally behaving the same, abiding by the guidelines. Workers are still wearing masks. And generally, people on the streets, you can see wearing them. And some people I've spoken to said that they think more people are wearing masks than before. But that's kind of hard to tell. And in regards to this, I, I was listening to an interview from the, uh, the Jeju governor, Won Hee-ryong, and uh, talking about uh, the, the one individual in question uh, being a, a hairdresser, so uh, d- dealing with a lot of uh, various clients right uh, throughout the day and uh, the potential spread. Uh, knowing that it did come from the outside and knowing that uh, Jeju still is going to be really the de facto tourism hotspot for domestic travelers as the uh, rest of the global community is essentially uh, shot down. Uh, are local residents, um, would you say, a bit trepidatious? And, and you, you talked about this before, right? There's this delicate balance of, yes, uh, you want businesses to survive, and the businesses largely depend on tourism. But at the same time, you, you do want to stay healthy and alive. Yeah, well, after, um, like last week, the, the central government was talking about easing restrictions, and the Jeju government said, well, we are going to do what we have to do to protect our people, which is to extend the social distancing for another two weeks, which is different than what other people were doing. And so they're really worried and trying to conserve and prevent future infection of the island. Now, can that, can, like, connected to the new cases, 
Um, well, the issue is, is until there's a vaccine or until Korea is deemed virus-free, Jeju will continue to see new infections. But as long as they continue to manage it and prevent future spreading, most people will hopefully be able to stay, stay healthy because, fortunately, Jeju's an island, which gives them a lot of uh, benefits that, you know, a mainland city doesn't have to prevent infections from coming in. That's right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, Japan really had the same mentality as well, uh, being an island nation and uh, uh, feeling that they were relatively more immune to the outbreak. Uh, we've seen that uh, perhaps uh, it, it is a case-by-case basis uh, for right. sure. Uh, going forward, uh, does that mean with, with this uh, declaration recently about Jeju becoming a coronavirus-free area, uh, is that on the back burner now with these uh, new infections or are things at least on the official level going forward? Well, I... Like, like I was saying about until Korea is deemed virus-free, Jeju is going to, this is going to continue to happen in Jeju. It's not the first time Jeju was declared virus-free. Back in the end of March, when there was four cases discharged, mm. uh, all four cases were discharged from the hospitals of Jeju, the same kind of declaration went out. So I don't, I think it's very, like, it's not, it's great that that happened, but yeah. to put so much stock into it is, it's a little premature. Yeah. Because... You know, Korea, the rest of Korea is still dealing with it. So we have to kind of come through this together. All right, Daryl, thanks for connecting with us once again uh, so early in the morning and hopefully uh, talk to you again soon. Oh, thanks for having me and stay healthy, everyone. Thank you. You too. That was Jeju-based uh, journalist Daryl Coots. So, uh, Christine, let's get back to uh, what we're talking about mm-hmm. here. Uh, the uh, KCDC uh, also had uh, more sort of information for people to, to raise awareness on COVID-19 itself, uh, adding a new uh, list of symptoms. Uh, could you give us the details? Mm, that's right. So the KCDC added several symptoms to its list of what to watch out for potential COVID-19 patients. And it did, in addition to the previously known COVID-19 symptoms like like fever, coughs, and shortness of breath. Uh, The new list now includes chills, muscle pains, headaches, and loss of smell or taste. So um, the expanded list here shows that health authorities are still in the path of understanding the virus, which is why they remain vigilant and advise the public to take precautionary measures during this time. Let's talk about the other uh, fallout from what we've uh, experienced now with the uh, Itaewon outbreak is that we were right on the eve Mm -hmm. of restarting schools on a phased basis, uh, starting with the high school seniors. Uh, They were set to uh, start school essentially tomorrow. That was the 13th. Uh, That plan has now been pushed back, Christine, by the uh, education ministry. Um, Let's first listen to a clip from the vice education minister, uh, Park Beck Bum, from yesterday's briefing. 교육부는 오늘 질병관리본부 등 방역 당국과의 협의를 거쳐 학생의 안전을 보장하기 위해 고3 학생이 등교 수업을 5월 20일로 일주일 연구하는 것이 불가피하다고 결정하였습니다. 성공적인 방역 아래 학생들이 안전한 환경에서 공부할 수 있도록 국민 여러분께서 조금 더 협조해 주실 것을 부탁드립니다. So we have uh, this cooperation going on. Uh, mm. The education ministry is talking with the KCDC, and uh, they did decide now that they're going to push the uh, school year reopening 
back by one week, and that kind of affects everyone else from down the high school seniors and to the lower oh, grades, yeah. uh, eventually to the, uh, the kindergarten mm. age uh, kids. So uh, they're hoping that the public will uh, cooperate, and the students, obviously there are some students that are itching to get back, maybe some students happy that uh, the break is longer, but high school seniors really under a lot of pressure uh, right now. Can you just go over the schedule about how the other grades will follow gradually? So um, the reopening of schools for all grades have been pushed back, like we just heard, uh, by a week later. So the and this means that all grades will be affected by the latest decision. Uh, and the latest postponement comes after online petitions were posted and signed by more than 200,000 people asking um, the government to reschedule the school opening dates for all students. Initially, uh, the government planned to open schools starting tomorrow in line with its relaxed social distancing measures, also known as the distancing in daily life, that went into effect on May 6th. However, now the ministry... has pushed back school dates by a week and is urging teachers who might have visited bars and clubs in Itaewon to get tested for the virus. Right, and that's an important point you make there, Christine, because uh, there's been some uh, reporting coming out, al- al- although uh, perhaps not completely confirmed yet, that uh, perhaps 80 to 90 of these uh, so-called uh, Uh, foreign language or English, native English mm. language instructors uh, may have attended some of these uh, bars and clubs in Ituan uh, during that period in question. And that would raise a lot of concerns uh, from all of the schools uh, involved here uh, for potential cluster spreads because of the close cramped quarters of a lot of these schools. So, uh, Still need to stay vigilant here, and that is one example of how there is a ripple effect uh, Mm. from this one outbreak. And we're moving on to our next story, which is, again, another example of that. Uh, The nation's military, they are also on high alert after eight of their personnel tested positive for COVID-19. These are all cases linked to the Itaewon infections. Uh, Can you give us a rundown of each case? Right. So a staff surgeon at the Cyber Operations Command tested positive for the virus last Thursday after visiting a club in Itaewon on May 1st and May 2nd between those nights. Uh, He is believed to have infected five others, including four officers and one soldier, as of uh, Monday. Meanwhile, on a separate case, an army captain in Yongin, Gyeonggi province, also tested for Uh, also tested positive for the virus last week after visiting a club in Itaewon also during the same period. He's believed to have transmitted the virus to his colleague, a first lieutenant stationed at the same base, meaning um, a total of eight cases are seen in South Korea's military. Uh, To this, the defense ministry said a total of 136 soldiers have been placed in quarantine as of yesterday due to concerns over um, the spread of the virus. There's always fear in a very structured, disciplined organization like the military that severe punishment could uh, befall any of these uh, uh, soldiers who might have violated some curfew rules. The the military is saying everybody who has visited Itaewon, no questions asked, just report yourself and voluntarily test for the virus. Yes, so over the weekend, the military asked all personnel who visited facilities, including clubs and restaurants in Itaewon, to report themselves. They said those who voluntarily come forward would not be... uh, penalized for violating antivirus rules imposed by the military if they report themselves by Monday, May 11th. So that was yesterday. Mm -hmm. Uh, As a result, at least um, 49, including 32 trainee conscripts, 13 officers and four soldiers came forward and are now being tested for the virus. Yeah, and it's difficult, uh, I know, uh, Mm -hmm. especially in the military, uh, to uh, perhaps uh, come out forward and saying that uh, I was in the area and uh, I'm concerned about infection. But uh, the military, as well as the government, as we were talking about with uh, 
Chung Eun-kyung's comments is they have to create an atmosphere here now that people can do this voluntarily yes. rather than the police and everyone else tracking mm. uh, these people down, uh, perhaps even delaying the time to try to track all of these uh, patients and isolate them so that the spread does not get worse than uh, it can potentially. Uh, let's talk about then now the economic impact of all of this. Online applications mm-hmm. for the government's emergency disaster relief fund started yesterday morning. Some people had some trouble, uh, uh, a lot of them uh, maybe of the elderly uh, demographic, uh, but uh, others did complete these registrations pretty easily. Can you just uh, cite some of the inconveniences seen by the applicants? Uh, so the elderly mostly had trouble making online registrations as they're not familiar with using online um, websites or mobile phone applications to make their registrations. That's why some made direct visits uh, to community centers asking uh, workers there to help them with their online applications. Also, um, some misunderstood that during the first week, registrations can only be made on designated days based on the last digit of their birth year, just like how it works for face masks. But apart from this, um, there weren't any major technical glitches or um, server crashes on the first day. But one thing worth keeping... um, in mind is that the recipients won't be able to get back their funds once they decide to donate them. So the government are asking citizens to make um, their decisions wisely and carefully before they decide um, making the applications on the websites or either through the phone applications this week. I've heard some anecdotal uh, reports about some people who mistakenly perhaps uh, clicked that they were yes. going to donate the funds and then asking, oh, can I, can I take that back? back can I change right. my mind? And partially. It's, mm. it's, it's a difficult situation uh, indeed. And uh, obviously with technology and sometimes with people maybe not accustomed to uh, newer technologies, uh, these kind of confusions can occur. We're going to also get an update, Christine, on this horrific case, the uh, Nth Room scam. It uh, looks like another key suspect has been apprehended by the police. Uh, this individual going by the ID uh, got got. Could you give us more details? So the North Gyeongsang uh, Provincial Police uh, Agency said yesterday that they requested a formal arrest warrant for the 24-year-old suspect after he confessed to being god-god in the illegal Telegram chat rooms. Uh, this 24-year-old is accused of creating the chat rooms as well as producing and distributing sexual abuse contents in which dozens of women and minors were sexually exploited. Uh, investigators have been after him since chat rooms operated by him under the nickname god-god branched out into other sex crimes rings on the encrypted telegram messengers. So far, authorities have revealed the identities of three other key conspirators in the case, including Cho Jubin, Kang Hoon, and Lee Won Ho, while more than 140 others have also been apprehended in relation to the case. All right, so the investigation is ongoing. It is slow. Uh, there is still a strong public demand to uh, publicly out uh, all the individuals involved here, including people who have just uh, uh, simply been users or entered the chat rooms and maybe even have just uh, kind of paid for uh, viewing the services while not actually being involved in the mm. coercion of uh, this abuse. Uh, so uh, we'll keep our eye on that case for sure. Uh, let's go back then to the uh, attempts to sort of shore up the economy, bring help to the people who are suffering from the economic fallout of COVID-19. The uh, universal payout of uh, COVID-19 emergency relief funds is one thing, but uh, there is another effort underway, Christine. The uh, ruling Democratic Party and the government mm. did raise the need to expand the unemployment insurance coverage to all workers, not just salaried permanent employees. What's the latest developments in regards to this? 
So the Environment and Labor Committee of the National Assembly held a meeting with its subcommittee yesterday and reached an agreement to include only artists and others in the cultural sectors into the National Employment Insurance Program. So under the current scheme, non-regular workers, um, self-employed people, freelancers, and many others are not covered in the insurance program. This is why uh, the ruling Democratic Party and the government raised the need to enhance the National Employment Insurance Program, saying that workers in those special forms of employment are left hit hard by the coronavirus pandemic, which is why they need support. However, the ruling party had to uh, take a step back this time due to the opposition from the United Future Party and decided to discuss the matter in the 21st National Assembly to include the remaining others Mm. uh, who have not been covered uh, in the latest decision. Also, the committee and its subcommittee agreed to financially support job seekers in the low-income bracket with $500,000 per month for up to six months. Right. And so all these bills, uh, there are a lot of bills pending, over a thousand bills pending in legislation uh, that still haven't been passed in the current 20th National Assembly. Uh, They were trying to maybe uh, push it through in this current National Assembly through a plenary session. But as you say, uh, there's been some uh, resistance from the main opposition, UFP. Uh, If we go into Mm -hmm. the 21st uh, National Assembly, they are going to be, of course, uh, much more uh, reduced in numbers and also perhaps in uh, resistance power uh, to some of these new initiatives. Initiatives. And so that will be an interesting case study for the upcoming uh, right. session mm-hmm. of parliament. So let's uh, move on to this uh, very controversial and outrageous story in regards to abuse of uh, employees, particularly at these apartment complexes. Uh, this is an apartment complex in Gangbukgu district in Seoul. Uh, there is a lot of condolences being paid uh, to this security guard who committed suicide after being horrifically abused and insulted by a resident. Right. So the 15 15- Nine-year-old security guard was found dead at his home around 2 a.m. on Sunday, along with a suicide note that said he was falsely accused. So in late April, the man apparently had a dispute with the residents there over parking issues at the apartment complex, which led the angered residents to f- angered resident to physically and verbally abuse him for some 20 days. And later, um, the resident also filed a complaint with the police against the guard, saying he was insulted in front of his neighbors. Yeah, we've seen some of the uh, footage of this. Uh, it is uh, pretty much, a, uh, I think, decidedly one-sided as far as how the public feels uh, Mm. about the situation and how uh, this uh, guard was mistreated. Unfortunately, we've seen this happen quite a bit here uh, in society in uh, recent years. We're going to have to leave it there. Christine, as always, uh, thank you very much. I think we will talk to you again soon. Thank you.